and welcome to episode 5 of the Mastercast, the official Games Master podcast. My name is Robin Valentine, I'm the production editor on the magazine. I'm joined by Ben Griffin. Hello, how's it going? And uh, I'm joined by Matt Gilman. Hi there! Staff writer and editor, respectively. We've had a coffee and a Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) Adding a bit of energy to the podcast right off the bat. Our current issue on shelves now is the 51 best games of 2016 and beyond. Enough to get anyone excited and energetic. Oh my god. All of these great games coming out, um, and it is quite the list this year. Um, it's something we do every year, or I suppose we've done it, this is our second year. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. We do it every year as of this last year. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, a great way to talk about all of the cool games that are coming up. Um, and in the spirit of even-handedness, uh, Matt suggested that we kick off by uh, talking about one of each of the platform holders' exclusives. Um, That's a great idea. Thank you. I thought so. I thought so too. So here we are doing (laughs) it. Is that why we're doing it? (laughs) So let's kick off with Legend of Zelda. I mean, it pops up uh, number one, number two on our most wanted, our redevoted most wanted list that we do pretty much every month for the last like six months I mean long before we even knew what the name is uh, it has been one of your most wanted games Breath of the Wild yeah it has a name now it has a name it's quite a good, and, good name and I like that name yeah and you've played it I've played Extensively. it twice wow I played it once at E3 and then I went to Nintendo's HQ and I played it again I I don't want to toot my own horn go on but I think I'm the person who's played it the most what, in, in the, the world in maybe in the world Aside from Maimoto and all those guys who made it. Well, uh, well, um, I, d- I played it like twice in a month. And right. I think that's more than most people, right? Probably. Um, but anyway, the, the, the demo that they We're showed us. We're making that claim. We're making it 100%. That's ben, it. Uh, yep. okay. Exclusive. We're putting on the cover. <laughs> ben Griffin has played Zelda more than any other man on Earth. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they got two demos. One demo that starts from the beginning of the game. And that lasts half an hour, and they've got another demo set a bit further in the game, uh, and it's like a you set when you've got your bows and your swords and all that. So, like, there have been a lot of Zelda games, and a lot of them follow the same tropes, a lot of them follow the same formula, but this one feels very different immediately, just like seeing it. You've played it. What immediately kind of feels different for you? Well, it, it feels a lot m- more like... Uh, your Skyrims, your um, your like modern day RPGs, because for one, you've got a physics engine that's never been in a Zelda before, like not an, an extensive one. For instance, you've got this power which you can you can levitate objects in the world, and I I did this cool kind of move where I I balanced a, a plank on a on a boulder, put Link on one end of the makeshift seesaw, got another boulder, threw it up in the air, and then dro- dropped it down on the seesaw and like I flung myself up into the air. Uh, and you can just like play around with the world, and I don't feel like you could do that before in a Zelda game. Mm. Um, so that, there's that. Uh, there's the fact that you can. Uh, it's got all these crafting mechanics, like you can cook, you can uh, like you can hunt uh, a boar, for instance. There's like some boars roaming around the forest. You can. Uh, well, I walk you through a, a little hunt I did. I was like, oh, there's a boar over there, so I, I uh, crouched down um, so I could be less easy to spot there's like a sound uh, sound meter in the corner of your screen right so that shows how like visible you are uh, i got in some grass uh, so it wouldn't run away creep right up to it uh shot my bow and arrow 
killed it after, with three or four arrows, uh, got its meat, then kind of gathered it in my arms on the... Uh, so you've got you got your food in the menu, and the more... Uh, it's quite hard to explain. I mean, you were talking about, like, throwing stuff in a pot in the in the yeah that, in that's the preview. that that's what's pretty cool about it so like it's not just a, a cooking mechanic it's you've got all your um ingredients on the menu and you can choose what to equip like okay i've got a a berry a piece of meat and a mushroom but when you equip that link link's avatar on the menu screen juggles all these in his hand yeah. so the more you equip the more he's like it's kind of teetering or oh, and then you can walk over to the pot throw them all in and then they're all just like bubbling along and there's like kind of they bubble along to a rhythm, and it's like do, 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 do. that's that's the Cantina song of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that that could be a copyright infringing rhythm for Nintendo to use. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. I, we need to mute that so st- so George Lucas doesn't have our. I'm, I'm fairly you, sure you were enough out of key for it do, not to do, be a problem. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I think you're allowed to play something like 15 seconds of it before you have to pay royalties. <laughs> okay, right, we're good. Uh, don't I don't have any more of that. <laughs> and then and then it, it cooked after a few seconds, and now I've got an, a mushroom and meat skewer, and I can eat that, and that refills my health because in this game there's no health, uh, there's no hearts. So that's what? yeah. There's no hearts. You don't slash no grass hearts. and get hearts. You have does to cook your your hearts. This m- wait, cook your wait. Heart. <laughs> you have to cook your health back. Does this mean there are no like heart containers? No heart containers. Here's another thing. Um, in in this game, all the treasure chests are actually filled with wonder. I, I don't uh, know if you noticed. Sure what that means. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but in in previous Zelda games, you open a chest, you're going to get hearts, you're going to get a compass, you're going to get a map. Oh, great. Thanks. That's what I said. <laughs> but here, like every time, you, yeah, every t- there's nothing else. Oh, a rupee. Whoopee. Wait, 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 wait. What's the what's the treasure chest? Uh, treasure chest. The treasure chest. Treasure chest opening like soundbite. Wait, 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 wait. Robin, you do it, and then you uh, respond to it. Okay. Right. Isn't it like do 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 Oh, great! Thanks. <laughs> That's what I'd say literally every time. But here, well, get stuff. <laughs> every chest is like, what am I going to find? And I did find something that blew my socks off. I I went in a in a hut, right, and I opened the chest, and inside uh, was like a rod that shoots massive fire orbs, and the orbs were like bigger than um an exercise ball that that kind of size, like, you know, like yoga ball, like, like a yoga ball, right, yeah, okay. but. Do you know what we're talking about, Robin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they were they were fire orbs. So I like I started casting this fire rod, and all these orbs went out into a clearing of dry grass, and they just burned the whole field. And so you're, uh, so, I mean, you're excited because you've managed to find a sort of weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, it made me feel really, uh, really destructive and nasty. Uh, <laughs> that's that's you know that's a different kind of feeling you get from a Celtic. Yeah, because you, you could just like mess the world up for people, um, mm. like. Well, and you can actually set fire to things in this. Well, you, one. Can, you can set fire to things. Yeah, it's got procedural fire, but yeah. So with that with that fire rod, I charge my spin attack. You know, you can do the spin attack with a yeah. sword. I did that, and he span around and unleashed like a dozen fire orbs all in a row, all in like a, a circle, uh, just like chaos. But the the reason I like that is because it's like I didn't know what to expect. Mm. I opened the chest, and there was something amazing. So and this isn't this isn't like a um, like oh this is the fire rod and you need that to get through the ice temple or something. This is like a bit of random loot, like a yeah. like a randomized weapon. Then. And, and yeah. you were saying that like weapons and items and things that you use in the world have durability, right? Well, yeah. That the the kind of downside of that is I 
I used it too much in too short a time, and I broke it after about 15 seconds. I just went nuts on it. Um, so broke something from that, or don't go nuts on fire rods. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I take away from that. Yeah. Okay, and but the, the thing is, you can't repair items, so it's it's all about getting uh, weapons and like kind of hoarding them, and then when one breaks, you whip out another one. Um, well, you, I don't think you can repair weapons at this point. Maybe Link learns to do that later. But by the end of the my my demo, I had like a pitchfork, I had um, like a dagger, I had a hammer. I had uh, a spear, and they all had their unique movesets, a bit like Dark Souls. Mm. So the spear, you could like, you know, poke like a centurion. The uh, pitchfork, you could like double hand and go. Well, you can't really see what I'm doing, listeners, but I'm pretending great I'm an angry aids. farmer, and I'm like uh, killing my scarecrow and flicking over my head. Um, but <laughs> anyway, and there's there's lots of weapons you can. They've all got their movesets. The thing that. I'm a bit iffy on though. Oh, here we go. Is the, the enemies weren't that hard to kill, so there was no like feeling of okay, I need to find the weapon to to unpick this enemy. Mm. It was all just like okay, I can block them. They've got a huge window where they're just like looking at me, and then I could just like wail on them. Whereas something like Dark Souls, they've got their, all their unique move sets, and you kind of need to learn them to actually get around someone's defenses. Mm. So. It might be a bit easy at this point, but then it was just the starting area, so... Yeah. But then, I mean, the weapon durability kind of complicates things, doesn't it? Because if, if it was like, oh, okay, I really need, like, a... Like, say I need, like, a blunt weapon to kill skeletons, but then, like, oh, my blunt weapon has fallen apart halfway through fighting them, and, like, I don't know where to find yeah. another one. What, that would yeah, get quite what, frustrating. what, what happens you when you... What happens when you, all of your weapons run out of durability? Well, well here was a little, um, little scenario. I... As I was going through the world, I found like a mini boss, and he was like um, like a rock monster, hmm. and he just emerged out of the ground. And I had no weapons, so I, I literally just had to to run away. Wow! I picked up a stick and I threw it at him, but it didn't do that much damage. I mean, that's kind of cool, but at the same time, it's like if you were if you were in the middle of a dungeon, that's, and yeah. you were the boss or something, you'd be like, "Well, what am I going to do?" Well, p- yeah. p- I guess like they'd have. Like weapon racks on the walls, yeah. out, like gore, like what's what's that term? Gore shadowing, <laughs> like uh, having uh, outside of a boss room, having like a room full of like an armory. Or yeah, something. Doom does that quite a lot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's still, I mean, like, say, say you're fighting a boss where, I mean, it's kind of a classic Zelda boss design would be for the boss to have like a particular like weak spot or something. Yeah, and like hitting other parts of the boss might not actually do much any damage, but it'll break off a. But that's bit the, yeah. Of so like, for a you weapon. Can, I mean, I feel like there have been games in the past where like you. You kind of realise too late that you're doing it wrong, yeah. and then you don't have enough weapon durability to come back from it, mm. and then you kind of just have to start again, which would be quite frustrating. But yeah, um, there, there are a lot of questions that like that I've got. Like, are there even dungeons in this game? Because I I didn't see a single classic Zelda dungeon in my time, but I did see shrines. They're, they're called uh, Shaker shrines or Sheikah shrines. You know, like Sheik is the race of. Um, or oh, Sheik was the character that. Zelda dressed. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers for Ocarina of Time. And on, on their race as well, like she- Sheikah. Sheikah uh, yeah. are a race. Yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so they've, uh, just in, like in general, you've got a, a, something called a Sheikah slate on your hip that you wear, um, and that's kind of your your mini map. You can bring it up. Is that it like an iPad? Face of the world. It's basically like an iPad. Like well, you had a little iPad, theory yeah. about this, didn't you, then? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I had a theory about it that I think the Sheikah slate is kind of what the NX... Um, gamepad will look like right. So, so this is because obviously 
it's coming out for the Wii U, Breath of the Wild, but also yep. it's going to be coming out on NX once once that launches. Presumably, yeah. it's in March, right? Not March next year. I think they, yeah. yeah, that's Nintendo's next console, by the way, code name NX. Yeah, and obviously we haven't seen the console. We haven't seen what the what the gamepad or controller would look like. But you think that? Uh, yeah, because um, the Tingle Tuner um, in Wind Waker that was that used the actual 3D model. Of what a GBA looks like in real life. Right. That's what the Tingle Tuner looked like. And that was like a night in, in Wind Waker. Um, and there was um, the Rumble Pack in Ocarina of Time. That was just a fr- like a 3D model of the real live Rumble Pack, and that was in Ocarina. So mm. there's a precedent with Nintendo using 3D models of what their devices actually look like. So, yeah. It, it's possible. Yeah. It could be. And it'd be bold. It'd be like hiding in plain sight sort of thing. Yeah. Obviously, like it's got a few kind of extra lights on it in the game like you're not going to have runes glowing runes on your actual gamepad in real life mm. but there i mean like you can you can definitely see them doing that because when you aim an arrow for instance in this game you can either use the thumbsticks or you can maneuver the gamepad around and it, it, the arrow aims where you're holding the gamepad in real life mm-hmm. and there, there's another thing actually here's here's a break in my theories that was one theory let's okay. start the other theory so things like uh, Skyrim, um, you know, other modern-day RPGs, yeah. they've got a leveling system for your character. You, like, you level up and then you know, okay, I'm not, I'm not powerful enough to go to this area. I'm going to level up. Link doesn't level up. So it's like, how do you know if you're powerful enough to beat this boss? And that, that's kind of what, I'm, like, I don't, no one answered that right. to me. And I don't know how that works. The only, the only thing that I found out was you can use your Sheikah Slate um, as like a kind of uh, identifier for enemy levels, like you, you can hold it up, look through the Sheikah slate, and it, it, uh, and then scan enemies in, and it shows their health bar. Right. So then you can know from a distance. Okay, he's got a hundred hit points. I'm not good enough to hit him yet. But like, when when are you? So that, that's another thing that that's obviously very different from previous Zelda's, and that mm. and that's that gear and weapons have stats this time right so yeah. like there are actual numerical values assigned to things like attack plus four or yeah. defense plus five or whatever so presumably there must be a number somewhere that that tells you no there's no oh, oh yeah there's numbers on the weapons yeah yeah there's like yeah pitchfork is like five and then I, I found a soldier's broadsword which was 14 but is there not like a stats screen in the menu that tells you at the moment your attack stat is this because you've got xyz equipment no no just there's just a number attached to the weapon so at the moment to find out what your attack stat is you have to open the menu and look at the weapon you're holding i'm i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure yeah we we weren't allowed to take screenshots when we played but it might be that some sort of you some ui sections are are not finished yet not implemented Mm, yeah that's true could be that when you open up the map in the final game that it's like separated by level areas or something like that yeah and the the thing about this game is that that it's the first order where you can actually go wherever you want you you can you know you can look to a a mountain and actually go to it because you can jump you can climb anything uh zelda's weren't like that before they were they were gated like uh hyrule field in ocarina of time it looked like you can go anywhere but really, there was only one option available at a time because it was like, oh, you haven't got the bombs, you can't go here. But yeah, you, you can go anywhere in this game. So you could just go up to like a really hard boss or find one out in the field and just have no hope against it. Did I read somewhere that you, you could actually beat the end boss of the game without actually finishing that, the story? They said that a lot to me um, when I was when I was there, Nintendo's um, reps. They were like, they yeah. said it a few times. Yeah. I was like, okay, I got it, guys. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't say that to them. <laughs> Sounds like they're quite proud of that fact. I just think they were... Yeah. 
it kind of depends what they mean by that, though. Because, like, like what does that mean that you could just miss all the cutscenes? I don't know because, like, like, what is finishing the story if not beating the end boss? I, I think guess. I yeah. think of the time when I uh, was playing like Fallout Three and like like completely not paying any attention to the story whatsoever, going off and doing my own thing, but then accidentally stumbling ap- across Liam Neeson, my dad, in like the bunker in the in like some garage somewhere in the in the wasteland, be like, what? What's going? And I'd like skipped, I don't know, like four or five story missions by just st- stumbling upon him by wow. accident. Wow, what was he doing in there? Uh, I think he was in like some kind of wasn't he in some kind of VR thing? Wasn't he like a? Oh, he was trapped in like spoilers for Fallout Three. He was trapped <laughs> in uh, in like a sort of nineteen fifties VR That's nightmare. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, I discovered that just on uh, as I was walking around the world, not because I was following the story. Yeah. Like, presumably, that's a similar thing that they're talking about. Yeah, like, like, but then, yeah, you'd you'd miss out on the thing with Zelda. You wouldn't want to miss out on anything, would you? Unless the structure of it is more. You could you could approach any bit of the story at any time. Well, then, what, what Fallout uh, Three did is so so. I think I know the bit that you end up skipping, but it would be like, oh, you've got to go and rescue Three Dog so that he can tell you where your dad is, hmm. and then if you just find your dad anyway, I believe it would just give you a quest that was like rescue Three Dog anyway. Right. Okay, like it would give you some reason to go and do that bit of the story anyway. Yeah, and it would all kind of. Mesh together. back in together at some point, mm. but and, and they can maybe do something like that. But, but I feel like it would need to be like like for a game like Zelda, which is so like so sort of accessible and so sort of broadly loved by such a huge spectrum of people. You wouldn't want it to be possible for people to accidentally miss yeah. story and stuff. Mm. You want you want it to be to feel like just naturally playing the game encourages you to go in a particular direction. But if you're the sort of person who wants to do things your own way, you can. Mm. It, um, it it does feel a lot more structured than Fallout or Skyrim because you don't, to the best of my knowledge, you don't get quests or quest lines from like random NPCs. Like you don't go up to someone to say, "Oh hi," and they're like, "Oh, I'll rescue my chickens or whatever." You've always got a voice in your ear who I think is Princess Zelda, hmm. and she's always talking to you. She's like your Navi, and in in my demo, she was like, "Okay, you you need uh, the power paragliding, the paraglider, I think it's called." like a kind of piece of cloth that you can use to get off the plateau you're on. And she told you exactly where to go and marks it on your map and stuff. So I think maybe she'll be the guiding hand and she'll be like, oh, you can't go here yet. Um, actually, there was one point I went to the Temple of Time. It was like all like the ruins of the Temple of Time. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Uh, I'm just going to ha- wander the same Temple of Time? I don't know if it's the same one, because who knows if Link's the same Link or... I right. think they just use these repeating motifs. But she was like, you can't, don't go here yet. Uh, go here, and I was like, oh, "Chill out, I'm just having a look around." <laughs> so, what was the Temple of Time like? Was it like? Oh, it was just like some ruins. It wasn't. Well, this game great. does seem like it might take place in the sort of far future of Zelda because there's, yeah. like, there's kind of weird bits of technology and stuff. It seems all it seems mm. almost like post-apocalyptic. Like there was some kind of. It, well, Wind Waker was post-apocalyptic as well. I suppose it's it was. Like, yeah, it took place in a flooded Hyrule field, didn't it? Spoilers for Wind Waker. Spoilers, spoilers for spoilers for Zelda. Just generally yes. across uh, the board. For anyone who's never dived into it, there is actually quite a complicated sort of Zelda, Zelda timeline. Hmm. Uh, that uh, actually, actually multiple Zelda timelines, but in theory, yeah. all the games are connected by um, kind of this like reincarnation myth 
and this idea that like the three central characters are constantly being reborn in new time because they're the triforce aren't they the three central yeah characters. they are the three parts of the triforce so so zelda link and, and ganon sort of have been fighting this conflict throughout history in different forms you saw ganon didn't you oh yeah he's um he's doing little laps around the castle in the distance you, you see laps well, he's, <laughs> what he's do you mean? floating around the I castle see... in like a cloud of purple right, okay. magic. Not in like a <laughs> tiny vest and short shorts. <laughs> and a headband. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, Ganon probably do at least in a bit of weight. <laughs> well. you, you see the, the castle, Hyrule Castle, is it, in the distance? Well, I, I don't know, you, you played but, it. But what's it called in Zelda games? Yeah, Hyrule Castle. Yeah, you see that in the distance and you see a little twinkling light. Pretty sure that's Zelda in a, locked in a room like Rapunzel and... Ganon as like a form, like a formless purple cloud. He's twirling around it, and he's probably going, "Oh, you can't get out from here." It's if it's like a proper open Ganon. world game, and you spend like a hundred hours. He's going to get exhausted by the end of the game. Yeah, just take... like oh, I've been spinning around here for ages. <laughs> Pace yourself. Come, stop killing frogs out in the wilderness. <laughs> cooking, cooking apples. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So should we? Should we sum up yeah, our I mean, thoughts that, 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 I'm, I'm properly excited about this one. It I, looks really good. I think the only thing for me is like whether or not, it, because it's going to be on Wii U and NX, yeah. it's like, just, I mean, everyone's going to just want to get it on NX, aren't they? Surely. Yeah. Like, why would you explicitly... I'm actually... So I put the question out on our uh, social feeds, and uh surprised by how many people are saying Wii U, actually. Yeah? I think for a lot of people, they just want to play it as soon as possible. Right. Oh, uh, um, yeah. And if what they've shown is running on a Wii U, it does look like brilliant already. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, um, but yeah, quite a few people are saying they do want to play it on. I guess people will want to wait as well with NX, obviously to see how much it costs, and also like if the Wii U is any example, people will want to wait to see just how many games are coming to it, and yeah. you know how, would, how well it's supported, things like that. Want to give the NX like a you know, six months or a year and see what that system is like. Probably going to get one immediately. Just because. <laughs> just because. Yeah. It's almost like a, a game like bigger than its platform at this point. Like, you, you want Zelda, but you don't want to buy a Wii U. And who knows if the NX is going to be able to do it justice. That is the thing. Like, I, so, you know, as I said before, like, in our reader poll, Zelda is always really near the top. But then we also put out a poll that was like, what's your kind of main gaming platform? And very few people said the Wii U. So it's this kind of weird situation where, like, a Nintendo game is one of the games people are most excited about. But the console is actually coming to not a lot of people are playing. Yeah, I know, no, I want to. There are probably people who are waiting to buy a Wii yeah. U cheap. It's like an, Zelda there are an yeah. army of lapsed Nintendo fans waiting yeah. in the Wii I am one so, of them. Yeah. Yeah, kind of me too, really. I wouldn't say I'm lapsed. I'm still, I'm still playing yeah. I'm still <laughs> like Mario Kart. Um, cool. Let's move on to to uh, to, to Sony, PlayStation, and God of War. Sony's one of Sony's. Uh, they've got a few good exclusives, but I think this this is this is probably this the... this was the one that like got people actually standing yeah. up this year and just like yeah wowed. prompted the big cheers at E3. I was in, I was in the conference and the biggest cheer came after Kratos was revealed. I didn't I didn't get it at first though because I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, uh, like a bald man with a beard appears from the shadows in the trailer and everyone's like going, 
oh my god so you like, didn't know who, you couldn't figure and out I was like was. why are they cheering this man it, like, <laughs> as like someone someone like as like a clown appeared on stage and was like handing out t-shirts or whatever that I hadn't seen him and I was like I was like kind of craning my neck what's happening down there I was really high up in the theatre but no it was like yeah they, it was Kratos and then, and then I saw like his iconic red paints on his face tattoos yep I want to ask like, about that actually because I saw so you know Kratos is like white with red kind of stripes yeah I thought the point was that he that he was like applying a sort of white dust to himself ashes and then, and then painting red on himself and that was like his battle no look. no it, it, uh, spoilers for the for God of War <laughs> the first one didn't he didn't aren't the ashes those of his family I thought I thought so yeah, yeah but didn't, then wouldn't those have sort of washed away by well him? no he was cursed oh is he sort of cursed yeah. to be forever covered in the ashes yeah family? yeah does he sort of get like ash smears all over everything no yeah well, well <laughs> it's not like he just cleaned the chimney or something and he's just like uh, no anyway, sorry that's a, that's a hell of a, right, anyway. a, a digression uh, yeah. this one's totally different though because it's not Greek mythology it's Norse mythology isn't it it is interestingly though interestingly though isn't uh, this the exact same Kratos though it's not a reboot yeah it's, it's actual Kratos from the original yeah. games he's grown a beard he still gets uh, a bit of Spartan rage on once yeah. he gets a bit. Yeah, it's not North Rage or anything. He's no. still very much got the Spartan rage. Yeah, but he does not have the blades of uh, Chaos. Athena blades, blades of Chaos. Of chaos. Well, there were there were a bunch of different blades, weren't they? He doesn't oh, he have those yeah, cha- blades chain blades. He has he has a big old glowy Norse axe now, right? Yeah, and um, it. It's a lot more different to how God of War was. It was like a zoomed out camera, third person. Almost like Resi, slash. Resi 4 kind of style camera. Yeah, this like, one seems over the camera, shoulder. Right, over the shoulder. And yeah, a lot of people are, ask, are wondering, how are they going to have this frantic, these frantic battles when the, the camera's so zoomed in? Well, to me, it looks like it looks like it is just a slower, smaller scale combat system. I mean, he, he just he seems like a lot like weightier. And it's kind of a lot more zoomed in, and he's fighting like a couple of enemies at a time instead of like literally twenty or you know thirty or something. Mm, yeah. Which then doesn't make me wonder, like, are we going to have the you know incredibly zoomed out fights where it's basically like like the world's strongest flea versus you know an elephant? Oh, the yeah. cro- you're thinking of the Chronos fight? Are we from... Stuff like like, are we going to get those moments again? Um, and uh, I, I thought it was. I thought the combat looked a bit sort of claustrophobic. Really, I was like, I, I wanted it to to zoom out a bit. Yeah. Um, but then that might just be because I mean the, the trailer is obviously they're sort of presenting it as like gameplay, but it's very clearly a very sort of constructed trailer. It might be that they that they sort of shifted the perspective a bit to and, and sort of shifted the pace of it a bit to make it more cinematic. And yeah. the actual game might just be just as as full on bonkers as, as God of War has ever been. I can see them doing that because this looked a bit like a tutorial because it looked very much like it at the beginning of the game. Like you've got your son. And you're teaching him how to hunt and stuff. Kratos like, has a son. If, now. Oh yeah. If the entire game we was like that, that, and you're like looking after your son, it would be rubbish. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to die early on, and he's going to make you rage like Kratos. Oh stars. no, no, they've they've confirmed. I think that um, like he's part of the gameplay. So you have a button on your controller that is dedicated to the boy button. Yeah, it's like your son button. <laughs> oh, and you press it. So his so so anyone uh, who hasn't seen the trailers, um, uh, Kratos has. A young boy who's currently unnamed, who um, uh, is well, seemingly his son, but I mean, 
it could be like he's. He calls him boy, doesn't he? He could have adopted him, or because he because he keeps saying like like um, oh, did your mother teach you this and stuff? As if he doesn't really know mm. the boy's mother and stuff. But, yeah. But anyway, um, the boy uh, he's trying to teach the boy how to hunt, and the boy uses a bow and arrow and can seemingly sort of shoot like lightning arrows and stuff. Mm. But they're implying that basically the way the combat will work is Kratos is like smashing away in melee, and then you can press a button for your sun to shoot arrows at the guy as well and it might be like oh expose a weak spot and then hammer the sun button to get your sun to fire arrows at it or something like that oh that sounds rubbish so so he's not going to die early on i um Unless i you get I, a new sun. I don't like that i, th- it, I thought the sun was going to turn into kratos this was like a prologue kind of thing it could be but i mean I, it, like it f- feels very much to me like they've seen like the last of us do really well mm. and now like you, you, well, fatherhood is this like yeah like the this idea of like was... fathers has become this completely dominant trend in gaming. I assume just because all the people who make games have kind of grown up <laughs> yeah. and had kids. Yeah, but it's it's like it's all over this E3, and it's been like a really strong trend in the last like five years. Fathers mm. are the new Space Marines. Yeah, <laughs> well, sometimes the fathers are Space Marines though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's when the fathers can't quite grow up. It's, just... it's 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 weird with God of War because because we haven't played it yet. Because no, it's, no one's, still, no one's played still it. very early days yet, so we can't really kind of. Um, it's it's an odd one. Something you have played though. Oh wait, can I just can I just say oh, wait, okay. I, I did notice something in the oh, God of War on. trailer that um, I'm pretty sure it's open world because um, as Kratos was going along, it would say like, "Oh, you've you've earned 10 XP for finding this deer. You've earned 15 XP for going into this area." Mm. You wouldn't get that if it's a linear game. So I'm pretty sure it's an open world game, a la Tomb Raider. I could believe it. Did you notice those? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, it's it, you like you mean like like Tomb Raider was was had those like open hubs, but yeah. then it was still like a linear story experience. It's kind of like interconnected hubs. You could go, you can maneuver around. It wasn't just a series of corridors. Like right. God of War normally. Yeah, is. I'd be I'd be up for that. Yeah. And I it mean, ties into the whole survival in the in the wilderness. In it, a way, it, I, I think I'd be surprised if God of War came out now and wasn't to some degree open world mm. i feel like linear like purely linear action games kind of don't really exist in the same way anymore yeah i mean there's certainly not as many many of them mm. um it's weird with god of war because i think like that genre of like the third person brawler like twitch brawler it seems to be dying out right like on current gen machines what have, what have we got bayonetta Came out four years ago. Current gen machines like PS4, Xbox One. I suppose you play Bayonetta two on Wii U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. So no, I can't think of anything. CMC, oh, yeah. Got, yeah, but then that was a PS3 game, right? Yeah, like Dante's um, Inferno. Again, that's the most recent current, one. Current gen. Oh, really? I suppose Fury's coming out soon, right? So, I think and that's like a little indie game. Like no, no, no full price. Fury releases. almost seems more like a top-down. It's like a boss rush, isn't it? Like shmup yeah. style thing. Yeah, I, I I lament that genre. I don't think it's quite <laughs> gone, but uh, I think I think we'll see, still see like third person open world games with melee combat. But ba- I think that that kind of like tight combo based brawler kind of thing. Is probably Basically, gone. I'm still I'm still hurting from TMNT. Is but is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was Matt really wanted TMNT to be a, 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 a special treat, and uh, have you actually played it? No, not yet. 
You should. You might be the dissenting might be, voice. Might be the one person in the office yeah. that likes it. I should probably give it a go. Anyway, um, um, but speaking of games that we're excited for that do look really good, yeah, nice. Uh, sea of Thieves is Microsoft's. Well, it's our pick of Microsoft's exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Rare, who have finally been let off their leash, uh, their Connect Sports whatever leash, where they've been <laughs> toiling away making um, the Connect mo- Caves. <laughs> yeah, toiling away making motion control games that. Um, I believe have been fine, but certainly haven't shaken the world. They've not been rare games. Uh, like... They haven't been the classic rare games, you know, had that that sort of banjo kazooie touch that we uh, that people clearly been pining for, um, as you can see from the success of Ukulele. But anyway, this looks like a return to form for them, but also something very different from anything they've done before. It's... What even is it? It looks like Destiny, but with pirates. Yeah, yeah you're you're like sailing a big ship in a sea. And in a sea, in a sea, full of thieves, <laughs> full of thieves, and it's 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 kind of like a multiplayer pirate game, and you join a crew, and you get to sail along, and you actually have to like like one of you has to take the wheel, one of you ha- like two of you have to control the sails, mm. like it, it weirdly seems like quite a detailed sort of ship simulation in some ways, <laughs> yeah. but then with this kind of goofy pirate like sort of edge to it that makes it. A bit less serious, and I guess a bit le- a bit sort of funnier when you when you fail. It had the perfect reveal as well, in that like they Microsoft just let a bunch of people go and play it, mm. and just filmed their reactions to playing it rather than trying to stage like the, the, the kind of typical like Ubisoft style multiplayer demo, like the, Go- the Ghost Recon Wildlands multiplayer. Oh yeah, was like come, come su- my was like such oh, yeah. like canned kind of dialogue. No one speaks um, like that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was really promising the reveal. You've I, played I it. I played it as well. Um, by the way, bear with me because I'm going to be speaking a lot because E3 happened and I played all the games there. <laughs> so um, I, I did play Sea of Thieves for like uh, 15 minutes. I played a match um, against other people, and I will say I had a lot of fun in that match. But then I think I had I had the the most fun I could have with the game. And in my next match, there wouldn't be many things to do because I've ran out of the things to do. It was kind of the novelty of it. The, the novelty of it, I think, ran out because. For instance, I had an accordion in my hand in that game, and I started playing it, and it was like, wow, this is amazing, I'm playing the accordion, and now I'm on a pirate ship, and someone else had uh, some kind of instrument, and they were playing theirs, and then it kind of made a harmony, and we joined together playing our uh, our the, song. Yeah, in our preview it mentions that the the instruments like automatically kind of sync up. Yeah. It's like an amazing feature, so you just have like like procedural pirate shanty yeah it was really fun <laughs> and then as we were sailing sailing along like um one of my the, like the captain the several pointed captain he was like oh can, someone needs to see if there's another ship coming so i was like i'll go climb the crow's nest so i went up there and uh, the sun was setting and i was just, like looking along the waves and i couldn't see anyone so i was just playing my accordion like oh. <laughs> uh and then um you've you've got like bottles of rum that you've, I think you've got them equipped, so you can just have a swig of rum. And if you have too many swigs, you obviously get drunk. So I was on the crow's nest, sunset, getting drunk, playing my accordion, <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. And and like just a note on the waves: the waves in this game they look amazing. The sea and the water effects, probably because you're going to be staring at them a long time. Mm. Uh, they look really impressive. So you know, normally you look out to an ocean in a game and you can see the repeating patterns and and all that. This, I didn't really get bored looking at the ocean. It was like, oh, mm. it's just like in real life when the ocean, like looking into a fire, 
the ocean is you, like looking into a fire. You by looking at walls in VR, though. Yeah, 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 it is amazing. That's interesting, though, because like obviously being a, a, a multiplayer game, like getting waves to work across network is infamously a tough thing to do. Yeah. Right. So getting them to work and look amazing as well is a pretty big. Yeah, they were like all splashing up and yeah. and uh, the ship was going up and down and um, and then we actually did see a, a pirate ship. Uh, and then our, our captain was like, um, okay, go and man the cannons now. So we had to man the cannons and we were shooting them. Um, and then they, they got us a few times with cannons and f- forced a few holes in our ship. So we had to uh, get some planks of wood and nail them over the holes. Uh, but we weren't doing it fast enough. So our, our bottom deck was filling with water. And that some of us were underwater actually filling in the holes. Um, and our ship was slowly going down. <laughs> uh, and then uh, it, the battle lasted quite a long time. And it was getting a bit boring. Last about ten minutes, just constantly strafing each other, firing cannons. So I, I thought, okay, what happens if I jump overboard? So I, I just jumped overboard, and then I was amid the waves and all the froth and stuff and all the smoke over my head from the cannons. But I was screwed basically because no one could pick me up, and I couldn't kill myself, and I couldn't spawn back at shore or anything. So I was just in the sea. So you don't drown. You don't do it. And I was trying to, I was trying to dive down. You were trying and, to kill yourself. Yeah, but you couldn't. So I just had to just be bobbing up and down. Like a well, drunk sharks. pirate. Not in my build. In the trailer, there were mermaids. Right. If you remember that, but and, there were no mermaids. And a kraken. Mm. And a kraken, yeah. But I didn't see any of that. It was, again, it was just like an early demo. So they'll they be have in later. They sort of, uh, I mean, they've kind of implied that like they've, they've just got this bare bone structure that they're just throwing people into to play against each other. But that, like, they haven't actually put any real, stru- uh, any of the, the final game structure is in place yet. So yeah, it, so it needs it, that. I think it, it does feel like there's a long way to go for this one. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that, like, if I that was really fun. If I played again, it wouldn't be as fun. Like that accordion would lose its novelty real fast. I don't know the the sea shanties in uh, Black Flag. Yeah. never lost their novelty to me. I was just like, so I don't know. But yeah, it sounds like they've got a really interesting base for something there. Yeah, there's nothing nothing quite like Sea of Thieves, so... Exactly. That's yeah. good. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm up for that one. Right, well, we've, we've, we've been very fair covering each of the three platform holders, but now we can be completely biased and subjective, <laughs> uh, and uh, each of us pick our game from the 51 best games of 2016 that we are the most excited about. Um, but not including the three that we've just mentioned. Well, would any of the three that we've just mentioned be your top? Pro- probably not for me. I don't know. Zelda would be up there. Well, then I guess your second favourite. Okay. <laughs> what would yours be, Matt? Uh, so I'm going to go. F- well, we were. I was just talking about like lamenting dead genres. Uh, one particular genre which has just disappeared is like, the winter sports one. Apart from <laughs> Mario and Sonic. At the Winter Olympics or whatever. You actually a fan of the winter sports genre? Uh, I just love like snowboarding and skiing, like SSX. Yeah, but that's more like cartoon sports. Do you like sim sports? No, no. I'm talking like I just want to sit back mm. and snowboard down a mountain. Uh, okay. Like I'm talking back in the day, Cool Borders, 1080, 1080. Yeah. And they've now been, they've been great winter sports games. Yeah, you, you, you're, I well, think your yeah. your chuckles are misplaced, Griffin. No, you, no, no. But you can chuckle when I mention the game that I'm <laughs> excited about. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll undermine you after you've mentioned it. Okay, uh, it's steep. <laughs> I mean, it was more of a sort of chicken noise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll accept that one. Why? Why, um, why are you waiting it? So <clears throat> the demo showed 
you, you've played it though, right? I played it. That's why I'm chuckling. Okay, cool. So what I want from this game is 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 what we saw on that on that on that demo. This this idea of this open world setting in the Alps where you can basically challenge yourself to ski or snowboard. But I don't really care about paragliding and what was the other one? Uh, it's like wingsuiting. Wings, wingsuiting. Not bothered about those two. I just want to put a Spotify playlist on the background, on in the background, sit back in the evening, hard day's work. Listen to some Chuck Berry as you carve the powder. Exactly. Chew yeah. up some gnar. Sure. Some tasty gnar. Yeah. Put on some Frank Zappa. All of that. <laughs> Um, so can I do that, Ben? Can I do no. that in Steep? Um, I didn't like it. I think it was one of the worst games I've played at E3. Wow. Jeez. I'm saying that based off 20 minutes of play. Okay. But just personally, I didn't like it. And I'll tell you why. Do you, wait, wait, wait. Pre, pre, preempt that. Yeah. Do you actually like games like SSX? No, I, lo- cool I love it. Okay. SSX3 was one of my right. favorite games on GameCube. It's a 1080, snowboarding, I love that. This, uh, the, the main problem, I didn't like this, was the, the mountains, it, it's aiming for a realistic spin on snowboarding. Right. The reason 1080 was amazing was because it had avalanches and, you, you know, you could snowboard for a village. SSX3 was amazing because you could do like 1080, uh, you could do like 900s and cartwheels on your board in midair. This one is aiming for a realistic experience. You can't do as much as on your, you jump up, okay, now I've done a little grab, now I've landed again. The mountain itself is based on a real mountain. Pretty sure it's the Swiss Alps or the French Alps. Well, better uh, not comment on that because I don't definitely know. What was what was the big mountain in the actual demo? I don't know. Oh, but I talked to the developer and he told me, but I forgot because I talked to a lot of people back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the Alps. Let's it's just call one, it the Alps. It's one Alp. Um, uh, but it's all it's all realistic. So all you see are basically s- snow. And a few grey patches of rock. And that's all there is to to look at. And it's not very fun to go down it either. But I mean, like that's like saying like Gran Turismo is rubbish because you're just driving a car on a road. And no, 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 no. Or like saying there are loads of different pairs of rubbish because they're too close to No, And haven't you been playing no, a bloody like, fishing I'm, simulator I'm furious. when you actually sat fishing? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I, no, because... Mountains all look the same, whereas roads are all different. Are you? No, no they all don't. In, look the same. in Gran Turismo, all the tracks are different. You've got Nuremberg, you've got Brands Hatch. <laughs> in this, you've got one out. They're, they're all like roads. <laughs> oh, okay. If we're just talking a narrow stretch of like grey tarmac. That's the worst. That's <laughs> the worst argument ever. Made. I think you're being willfully. I think obstructed. Correct. <laughs> I think a lot of people are probably probably been waiting a long time for a realistic extreme sport. And I have. Well, did you play SSX rebooted a few I'm years not, ago? I've not. I'm not really a winter sports guy. I did. Did you like it? I thought it was all right. I see. I I thought it was all right as well, but it didn't reach the heights of SSX three or tricky because it was aiming for a more realistic um, approach. Like the mountains, of course, were based on real mountains as well and they just weren't fun for me they weren't but they, fun enough but they, to... but they were funnels they were like set courses I mean the thing with steep is that is that you can go anywhere Bill looks the same <laughs> I like that the core problem basically is that Griffin doesn't like real mountains <laughs> no they are boring they are boring to go down um, and okay and, and apart from the, the actual level not really impressing me that much the, it didn't feel very good right like um, see that's key 
Like, yeah, it it's didn't got feel, a feel like snowboarding. Right. Like if you like one of the things that like uh, were, were in the de- was in the demo. Like the guy like when he stopped and the snow underneath his skis was less, just acting just like real well, snow. I will or, like, say putting yeah. down the poles and the snow looks and stuff. amazing. Yeah, the like it's got a better kind of carved uh, track behind you than I've ever seen in a snowboarding game. Hmm. But no, when you're when you're jumping, it kind of feels like oh wait, I was trying to jump here, it didn't jump, or like um, it, it doesn't feel like you've put your weight down and you've sprung up it mm. just feels like oh now I've, now I'm in the air now I've touched yeah. down again there's no weight to it and that's just snowboarding I played a bit of uh, the wingsuit mode uh, where you you've got like kind of like wings under your you know what a wingsuit is listeners I don't have to explain give to it you. a google if you don't yeah google wingsuit uh, and I went down uh, went down the mountain on that and it, it didn't have the if you've ever done the wingsuiting in Just Cause you know the wind like flatters through you and you can hear like the roar and you go really fast this just kind of felt like I was Hovering just, just down a mountain. It didn't I, feel I was going to say, like the whole. Like I said at the start, like I'm not bothered about the wingsuits. Not bothered about the paragliding, mainly because wingsuits exist in Just Cause Three. And like, if you could get a, a big old mountain in Just Cause Three, with, and you could get a snowboard. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and there's parachutes as well. That's just as like a slower wingsuit. So mm. what's the point? And there's skis, and that's like double snowboarding. Because uh, you've got two of them on your feet. And I didn't really... I like the novelty of that because there aren't many skiing games. Um, mm-hmm. But it it just felt as weightless as snowboarding. And it, it looks pretty bad as well. Uh, well, Matt's pick thoroughly smashed. By yeah, I feel like... Oh, sorry, this was your pick yeah, as well. All of my optimism <laughs> is just slowly being drowned. It, I just... I don't want to say you up for failure. I, I want you to know that you shouldn't be... Expecting this. Well, if you want to read a more a more sort of positive experience uh, of the game, our fifty one best game feature uh, has a bit more of a, a nicer spin from a from a different previewer than the than the winter sports hating Griffin. Yeah, a different well, perspective. Yeah, the um, guy that hates mountains in all forms. <laughs> um, they don't make very good game settings. In my Skyrim personal opinion, it's not a real mountain. He only hates real mountains. Oh right, yeah. I, I like fake mountains. Well, okay. Sp- speaking of fake mountains, <laughs> <laughs> how is, I'm I, not sure this is even true. How is this going to go? Wait, wait. But I was going to wait. Was, no, no. Carry on. I was going to transition to my pick. Uh, I assume there are some fake mountains in Horizon Zero. Oh, oh I actually don't not, know. That, really was not as, that wasn't as good as I was thinking it was no. going to be. <laughs> what were you thinking? I, was I don't even know. I don't uh, even know. We can do like Game of Thrones or something. Like, Sorry, fake, so, so, fake mountain. Something about spoilers. Um, <laughs> but. Yes, so Horizon Zero Dawn would be my pick. I think that game looks awesome. Obviously, it's like the second time we've seen it now, or I guess third or fourth, depending on how you count it. But I'm so excited for Horizon. It's uh, If you haven't seen it, it's like... Um, they're calling it post-post-apocalyptic. It's like a, a sort of Earth, like thousands and thousands of years in the future, and like human civilization has collapsed, and robots rule the Earth, basically but not in a kind of Terminator way. It's like lush wilderness with these kind of robot ecosystems. Like uh, There's like big robot like T-Rexes walking around and they're kind of hunting like robot cattle that are like grazing on the grass to fill up their kind of bio tanks and stuff. Um, and you play this, uh, this, this woman, Aloy. Who's Alloy. Called... Is it Alloy? Alloy, yeah, like the metal. Oh yeah, I guess that's what they're going for. Um, but she's a kind of young hunter who's who's um, 
out to I guess we've kind of discovered she's out to uncover the secrets of her past but um but she's she can sort of hunt the robots to like get resources and stuff it's um, it's like monster hunter but with robots on ps4 I'm not sure it is like Monster Hunter. I think it's because you're not collecting their scalps. I think it's more just like a, like an open world <laughs> RPG. I've never played Monster Hunter. <laughs> you're not wearing the robots. Okay, but, but I, I think it's, I'm out. <laughs> I think it's kind of it, like they, the more they show of it, the more it seems like it's a sort of like an open world RPG with some kind of really interesting like combat mechanics. Mm. Like you can sort of um, you've got this kind of rope launcher that can kind of bind creatures down to the ground so that you can get at their weak points and you can kind of smash bits off robots and stuff. And and the robots do seem to like sort of exist in the world in a kind of like believable emergent way. So like you you know, like the her- the herbivores will run away from you because they're like scared of you. But then if there's like a predator they'll you know, that'll chase them and try and eat them and stuff. Like uh so yeah, I I I really, really like the art style of it. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of um, Enslaved uh, Journey to the West, mm. which was another yeah. very similar setting in terms of like like a, an overgrown post-apocalypse where robots rule the world and there are like few tribal humans. But this like visually like takes it to the next level, and um, uh, I think Aloy is a really cool. She seems like a really cool character, and voiced by um, one of my favourite upcoming like game voice actresses, Jennifer Hale. No. Yeah. It's not really uh, up and coming, is she? She voices everyone. Uh, Ashley Birch, who. Uh, <gasps> she was Ellie in The Last of Us, right? Uh, no, it's Ashley Johnson. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Ashley Birch. Um, Tiny Tina. She was Tiny Tina, uh, and then off the back of that, a little bit of nepotism in that her brother wrote Borderlands, but like, um, off the back of a mm. very good performance. Although she, she did. She, no, she had auditioned without, um, this without putting her name on it and without anyone knowing that she was his brother. Yeah, to be fair to her, they, she sent in her audition tape without her name on it. But, um, and she was extremely good as Tiny Tina. And a lot, there is a certain amount of hate for Tiny Tina, but I, I, I thought she did extremely well. Yeah, so I thought she was good. Um, and she was in um, Life is Strange, which Griffin is playing at the moment. Oh, no she spoilers. Played, I'm going to say too. Let's she not play, talk about Life is Strange. Well, she, she, played, uh, she plays Chloe. Okay, good. So she, it's not a spoiler. She plays one of the main characters. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, and she's played quite a few different parts and stuff. But um, anyway, I think she's really good, and I'm I'm like keen to see her as a sort of like main protagonist for for a big what's, game like this. What's your favourite line of hers in this game? You do an impression. What in Horizon? Yeah. Well, she hasn't really had any like good lines yet. It's, she's kind of just like, like where are the demons? I'm going to fight them. <laughs> it's not really like a. It's not like z- like zinger one-liners and stuff. That's going to be printed on some t-shirts. Well, th- so the robots are being seemingly the robots are being like corrupted by some kind of force of evil robots, and um, and obviously all the tribal people they don't know they don't know really know about like technology or like robots or anything. So they're like demons are coming and destroying our village, oh. and it's actually like robots that have been corrupted by some sort of virus or something. Okay. So um, maybe the demons of Humans past were actually robots as well. <laughs> this is where you put let that explain, sonic, let me sonic bubble effect. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you put a sound effect there, which goes like? <laughs> you know, like the or, or the, the crickets. Um, <laughs> the, the, the religious deities depicted in texts. Uh, have been robots. Thousands of years ago, they were actually Are you robots. About maybe real life. In real life, yeah. Okay. So maybe that ties back. It's always been robots. It's always been robots. Okay. Well, uh, a seamlessly transition from uh, that to uh, your favourite pick for 
51. <laughs> um, the 51 best games. Spider-Man. Um, this is called Spider-Man, isn't it? Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it really it's, is. It's made by Insomniac. It's their Spider-Man, first... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I was surprised about this That's because like, like, everyone was expecting when they saw the Spider-Man logo... Or when they saw, you know, him on the screen, thinking, "Oh, it's going to be Enox, uh, great." It's going to be. Um, Sorry, I like Enox. It's going to be who are the infamous guys? Uh, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. And then it wasn't. It was Insomniac. Yeah, and they make um, Sunset Overdrive. They made Ratchet and Clank. They made <coughs> Fuse. <laughs> um, they made uh, Spyro, but that was ages ago. Um, this is their first go at it, which I think they'll they'll give a fresh eye to Spider Man. Mm. I'm not normally like a huge fan of Spider-Man games. I just I I like to play every one because I like that that first the first time you are let loose in New York and you you climb up a Empire State Building, you have a look at the massive open world, and then you jump off and you, Spider-Man dives down and like inches before you hit the floor, you shoot a web out and just swing through the city. Mm. And I just I I can't see how that's not going to be fun in this game. I'm not I'm not sure if they can make a, an amazing Spider-Man game like Rock City did with Batman. I'm not sure this will be that quality, just because they're two different heroes. But I think it'll be really good to play like a next-gen or or new-gen Spider-Man by a developer who hasn't been able to have the license before. I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like Batman. Batman's all about gadgets and uh, you know, like the predator hunting and that kind of thing. Like, like slower like, pace. Yeah. Whereas Spider-Man is, is is it is about the traversal. It's about the spectacle. So, like, those are the things they've got to nail. Like, I don't think it's a natural kind of comparison, like Spider-Man and Batman. Yeah, one's a human and one's a superhero. Uh, to, to play a Spider-Man, you, you, you can't really do it justice if, if you're, like, a human with human reflexes. Mm. It's a really hard character to do. Um, that's why in the last game, do you remember they had web rush mode in, um, I think it's The Amazing Spider-Man was the last game came out in 2012. Oh, I didn't play that one. They had a they had a mode which um, you could pause time, look at where you wanted to go in the environment, and swing there. And Spider-Man would like get there and kind of like spin and tumble his way there, like automatically. And that's like kind of the only solution that I can think of for how to deal with Spider-Man's like amazing superhero abilities, because mm. you'd never be able to get around the environment that fast without pausing time. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to work out how you can make navigation good as Spider-Man. I mean, it's interesting. I've been I've been playing a demo of of um, Attack on Titan, which has this mm. kind of maneuver, like wire-based maneuver gear uh, system, and that is looks crazy fast. You're like attaching wires to buildings and just bursting across the map. Um, and I mean that that game is uh, made in a really like janky engine by by the dudes that made. Um, the Dinosaur Warriors games. So I mean, it's not going to like <laughs> that was that was Robin doing a sound effect with his mouth. Not not. Uh... <laughs> no, that was Matt Gilman farting. <laughs> uh, and and yet the 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 core like movement system is great. Like, it feels great. Like the idea of enabling that kind of speed of movement. I mean, it's not it's it's not a problem with the camera. It's not a problem with with any of that stuff. Enabling that movement, but in but in like an engine which is capable of keeping up with what what you're doing, like mm. it'll be great. Like it, it just needs to, it needs to strike that balance between, like the physicality of it. He's doing impossible things which any human body can't do, and yet you're supposed to feel like you're on a level with him. Yeah, like, you're in control. It's a, it's a problem that the films have had to deal with constantly. Like, and they kind of flip flop in quality whether or not they actually manage it. Like. Uh, two examples from the film. So, like, you know, you know uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. 
Yeah. The second one. Yep, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. What, was it, it just was, called it was Spider-Man? Spider-Man oh, Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yep. The, you know that bit with the train when he's like trying to stop the yeah. train? And it's like, it looks like he's in a, a bit of a state. He looks like absolutely knackered. He's like, <laughs> suit's all ripped up. He's yeah. like struggling. Um, and then like very physical, right? And then you compare that with like Spider-Man 3, infamously terrible The only one I've film. seen. I liked it. Uh, what? What? Uh, <laughs> uh, and and there's like there's a, a fight scene with like the is it the green, green goblin oh yeah the green Hob- goblin junior goblin, gob- gob- one of the goblins gobbles and he's like smacking him uh, about with a pipe and it's like bonk <laughs> smack yeah. and it's like yeah. what come on and it, it's like a cartoon mm. and it's like that's where like the Marvel films now have kind of taken like Captain America and all the kind of uh, Avengers films even though it's like heavily CG and stuff it's like really close cuts really kind of physical scenes just to kind of drive home the fact that these are actual like physical beings in People. like what would otherwise be like a massively cartoony kind of circumstance so getting yeah. that in the game is going to be key like like I think that was one of the problems that Sunset Overdrive had is that like everything felt floaty and, and like didn't really necessarily feel impactful like, you had these crazy cartoony weapons like that did crazy things but never felt like like tangible or like like that you were actually pulling the trigger and having an effect on the world. Yeah. Like bouncing on trees. What? Mm. It, 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 it might be might be fine in a cartoon, but when you're physically in control of an action, it's just it just doesn't doesn't gel. No game should have bouncy trees. Um, but I, I would say this is coming out in 2017. Um, I think it's going to be accompanying the film, the Spider-Man film. Right. Uh, Marvel obviously on their on their game with regards to like how. Spider-Man is portrayed and and the quality of the things he appears in. So I think that they're gonna they're not gonna release a game that sucks like the previous Spider-Man games. Marvel are gonna be like, okay, we want this to be a good Spider game. Mm. So, There's never been a bad Marvel licensed game. Never, never. Marvel, uh, like the last time Spider-Man game was released, Marvel weren't as mu- as big as they are now. They've got they bought by Disney since then, so they're, they've got a lot more money. And that means quality, Robin. <laughs> 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 Throw enough money or something. Well, we're we're starting to run a little bit out of time, but okay. I wanted to uh, touch briefly on uh, the some of the gifts that we've got coming up in GM. Yes, Matt, yes. Gifts. So, what gifts? Have gifts. We got? So, if you were to pick up uh, the current issue the of Dancing Games Master, Doge gift. Um, we've got um, a <laughs> bunch of in-game items for Final Fantasy XIV with the issue, uh, and this is actually part of a three-part set so for this issue and the next two issues after this uh, we're going to be giving away uh, three codes per issue for in-game items for Final Fantasy 14 they work across uh, both the PS4 version of the game and the PC version of the game and also next issue just to prime people in case you don't own a copy of the game we're actually we've actually got a copy of the game free for PC uh, it's it also comes with a 14 day free trial as well so you can give the game a go so it's well worth if you see if you if you if you see the issue in shops and you are a Final Fantasy fan, to pick up a copy uh, and get stuck in because we've got a good old uh, batch of gifts coming, not just this issue but for the next two issues. Um, the other thing that's happening is um, we've managed to uh, get a bunch of codes for uh, the Fat Chocobo mount in Final Fantasy XIV, which is infamously very rare. It's uh, a very particular kind of. It's the well. white fat chocobo, which yeah. which previously has only been available in Japan and only as part of very specifically kind of 
uh, timed uh, like promotional events in Japan. So it's the first time it's available in in in, in Europe. And so like the Mew version of it's of games Mew. It's basically yeah, it's Final Fantasy's version of Mew, except you can ride it. Maybe. Wow! Also, yeah. it loves cake. Yeah. Uh, and you can get one if you collect all three item sets, uh, which are available, like I say, first set with the current on sale issue and the next two issues, uh, you'll be able to get yourself a code for a white fat chocolate. And we'll tell you all about how to do that in the actual magazine. There you go. Look I'd, out for I'd that. buy that. A little bit, um, uh, much as we love posters, something a little bit, little yeah. bit different, a little bit exciting. Yeah. Um, Free game. We've got a couple of reader questions here. One of them we've kind of already done. But I want to sort of give him give him his credit for asking the question. Um, uh, Zeke Peter uh, at Peter Banner One on Twitter um, asked uh, whether we're looking forward to the new Spider Man game and um, uh, what we think of past Spider Man games. We've kind of we've kind of done that already. Although shout out to Spider Man uh, Spider Man Two, which was an amazing game. Oh yeah, yeah. What are your favourite Spider Man games then? I see only one that I remember being really good. To be honest, I remember the very the, the first one on PS One. Uh, I can't remember the full name of it though. Was it based on the films? I don't think. I think it, it, it came out just before the first Sam Raimi film, and it was based on the comics. I think. Spider Man. It was just called Spider Man. Yeah, Adventures of Spider Man. That was the one where the city was really cloudy and you couldn't see the bottom. That was like most sort of superhero open world games at that time. Yeah. yeah. There was that Superman one where it was like Metropolis was like. Have you ever seen that Superman? Oh, N sixty four. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Metropolis was like like bathed in smog because they couldn't do the draw distance. Spider Man two was like really good because it nailed the swinging. Yeah. Um, I I personally liked um the last game uh, the Amazing Spider Man, which I mentioned just because you got the web rush mode and the city looked amazing and you could also play as Stan Lee. There's an unlockable Stanley costume, and you could I'm sick of Stan swing through. If going, I didn't see Stanley's oh, face, oh, Spider-Man! <laughs> I'm Stanley. <laughs> a flawless impression. I, I also liked um, Web of Shadows 2008 because, to the best of my knowledge, it had kind of quiz battles with um, comic heroes. Right? Quiz battles. I'm pretty sure like, that there was a moment where you're battling Wolverine, and he's like. Where was the issue where I got my yellow suit? And you'll be like, you what could choose it? an answer. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I dreamt that. It came out a while ago, but yeah. And there was like a bit. Wolverine with... would ask you quiz questions about comedy <laughs> yeah. while he was yeah. playing you. Um, yeah. I don't remember that. Well, I I'm... think you might have dreamt that one. Uh, yeah, okay. But... Listeners, if that's a real thing. If that's a real thing, write into us at uh, <laughs> As our next reader did not, because he sent this in on our Twitter, which you can also send questions into. Uh, that's on that's our, just as legit, Robin. Um, on our Twitter or our Facebook. At King Griffin. <laughs> ben loves plugging his Twitter. Uh, not that part of the show yet. This is a really good question. So, but it's slightly taking the mickey. But uh, So I put out uh, a tweet saying, um, you know, you can ask us anything on the podcast. You can even ask us what Ben Griffin's favourite food is. And uh, Nolan, uh, at Delirious Guy on Twitter, cheekily replied, uh, what's your favourite food in a video game? Uh, whether it's for the name, how it looks, whatever, I just want to know. That is like when I asked a dev- developer about a story that was in this particular game. I was like, can you just like sum up the story for me? And he literally, this is an email, he literally copy and pasted the story from the wiki. <laughs> I was like, oh, cheers, I'm going to use that. Um, <laughs> but well, well, my favourite food is the elixir soup in Wind Waker. Because okay. you're, you go into your, your hut on Outside Island where you grew up. Well, you leave Outside Island... You can come back when Link's grown up a bit, visit your grandmother who raised you, 
um, and she always prepares like a nice pot of elixir soup for you from the cauldron, and you can drink it, and it refills all your all your hearts. Uh, it's like a nice like, bubbling. I remember that because it completely broke the economy of the game because you'd just go back and get some soup instead of, like, buying potions and stuff. Oh, no, no, because she, she had run out. Like, you couldn't do oh, it too she? many times. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, I, I can't make, make it at the moment. Eating me out of house at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think she was napping in a, in a, a chair so she couldn't make it all the time. Oh, right, that's all right. But it just looked really, uh, n- uh, just looked really delicious. Really nourishing. Nourishing. Mm. Have you? Have either of you played Dragon's Crown? Nah. No. No. Gross. Okay. Gross. I think I've seen pictures of the food. in The Dragon's food Crown, in Dragon's Crown looks amazing. Yeah. So you you go on these like uh, dungeon runs so that you can just keep going and going and going and and, and rather than go back to town and uh, and and kind of recuperate, you can just go to the next dungeon and and, and keep going. And then the more the longer you stay out of town, the more kind of the better loot you get. But every like three or four dungeons, your your group and it's like a multiplayer game will stop to cook uh, a bunch of food by a campfire, and so you've got a little cursor on the screen, and you can grab like oh I'll grab the the salmon and you just chuck it in a pot a pan to fry, uh, and I'll grab the salt and put some salt on it and some some oil or whatever. Uh, I'll grab some 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 rabbit and put that in the soup pot or whatever, and then everyone else's cursors are on screen as well, dragging all the items, the various ingredients into different pots, and then and you've all got like a dish. At the, at the bottom edge of the screen. Uh, and everyone's just going mad, like cooking all this different stuff and then grabbing what they can to like scoff it. And then the more you eat, uh, the more your stats get buffed for the next few dungeon runs. So like, it's like a com- competitive, like cooking mini game. But like I say, it, it just looks utterly delicious. Like, it's, it's like watering. lovely, like tuna steaks with like. Why are they getting all this oh, gourmet food in the middle of the dungeon? Well, that's the thing. Like a lot of the, a lot of the, ingredients are made from the boss you've just beaten so like there's a there's one boss which is like this kraken uh, and then after if you have a cooking uh, game after you've beaten this kraken boss you get these like um like calamari like huge calamari rings oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like the size of dinner plates it's brilliant they're just eating their way through these mm. wow yeah um, <laughs> i don't think you can beat the classics i think um a a full roast chicken or roast turkey Found in a dustbin on the street is, uh, <laughs> oh. or, or possibly in a brick wall, uh, is is my favourite. I just love the. Uh, I, I, so particularly, I guess uh, that was in Streets of Rage, but then also they were in brick walls in like Castlevania and stuff. Yeah, right? they had them in like Tekken, Tekken as well, like the the arcade mode of that. Yeah. yeah, I just love the idea that that sort of when video games were young, that sort of designers were sitting around and they were like, right, so so how would you get health back? And it's like. You know, all these concepts were still in flux, and and someone was like, "Oh well, what about if you ate food? That would make you healthy again." So like, yeah, yeah, food, yeah, yeah. So, so where are they going to get food from? Ah, oh, what if there's just food just in bins? <laughs> you just smash bins and then eat food out of them. Not not gross food though, not like half a banana, like a full roast dinner in a bin. Um, uh, I always love just love that image. So so the the, the roast chickens from Streets of Rage would be my favourite. They do look delicious as well. Those roast chickens. There's also just to let mention uh, Final Fantasy, the the newest one, fifteen. There's, yeah, there's a lot of nice food in that game. It as does well. look nice, like the egg, oh, on, yeah. egg on toast, mm, mm. ramen. And, yeah, ramen mm. with the the classic egg on ramen. Yeah, very oh. nice. 
I'm now so hungry that I think we're going to have to stop this podcast and all go and eat a full banquet of food. From a b- dustbin. From a dustbin. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been eyeing up some of the bins outside. I think they might have chickens in, uh, which could give us the quick burst energy we need to fight everyone else in the office. I, I fight on an empty stomach, mate. Wow, that's that's the Ben. You do promise. regularly. Um, <laughs> if you if you've got any questions for us, write into uh, games at, gamesmaster at futurenet dot com or our social uh, our social pages. Um, yeah, good questions, by the way, readers. <laughs> yes. Apologies. Uh, yes, good questions there. <laughs> Thank you very much to uh, uh, the two our two writers in uh, Nolan and Zeke Peter. If you want to get in touch with uh, us directly, you can find me at uh, at Robin L Valentine on Twitter. Ben Griffin, what's your Twitter? At Game Griffin. If you follow him, you'll make him very happy. Uh, and Matt? Um, at Gmaniacal. Matt doesn't really... Matt's not bothered. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, 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 that's all we have time for. So uh, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me as well. 